Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Have you ever found yourself sitting at your desk and thinking, I could just get up and walk out of here? What would happen if I just got up, pushed my desk chair in, and started a whole new life? I turn it all upside down. Well, you're about to meet somebody who did just that. Ellen Atkins left a comfortable job to leap into the unknown, and she created a company focusing on positivity, even though she had no prior experience in art or in creating products. She's here to share her story and to inspire you to create your own magical life. Are you ready to meet her? Ellen Atkins was a CPA in the corporate world, leading a normal life, but she knew there was more. There had to be more. When Ellen surrendered to stillness, something magical happened. She turned her perfect life upside down and stepped onto a new path of positivity and abundance. And you can find out more about Ellen and her work. Look at what she built at thesuburbanmonk.com. Ellen, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. It's great to be here. So what is it that led you, what finally got you to that place where you said, "I quit. that's it, I quit? Yeah, it's, uh, I had a, and I do have, but I have had a great life. Um, I had this 30-year career as a CPA. I lived in the corporate world. The day went really fast. They made great money. I was, we were raising our three sons. Good marriage. Everything, even that cute dog. <laughs> um, and there was just always this feeling that maybe there was more I could do because I could do that with my eyes closed. I had done it for so long, but I wasn't really unhappy, but there was this feeling. And then I remember thinking, I don't want to get to the end of my life and feel like I never had the courage to see what else was out there. But I now see that it was, um, that my soul wasn't growing anymore. Then I did not use words like soul or energy or that's my whole life now. But um, when I look back, because at the time there was nothing logical about it, but there was just this really strong feeling. And now I can put more words to it and say, you know, I just had done that for so long and my soul wanted to grow more. So I did, I, we dropped our oldest son at college and the next day I said, this was my last day. And, you know, I had been talking about it with my boss and she kept saying, you can't quit. You don't know what you're going to do. But I knew I'm just the type of person that as long until I actually quit with no idea what I was going to do, it wasn't going to come to me. So, yeah. <laughs> so you didn't, you, when you left, you had no, absolutely no idea what it was going to be. I had no idea. And I remember having a talk with my boss and, and she said, you can't, if you don't know what you're going to do, you can't quit. 
she's like, just don't be so compulsive. Just work from home, work as much as you want. And obviously, and I could have, but I thought, you know, it took so much courage and I was so scared that I said, okay. And I tried that, but in the blink of an eye, two years went by and I was now clearly that didn't work. Um, that I just had to quit. Yeah, I had n- literally, if somebody had told me, oh, don't worry, like you're going to quit and you're going to create this magical statue, which just <laughs> cracked me up because I am the type of person that never had one art class. Maybe I had homemaking in high school. Am I dating myself? I don't know. <laughs> but like if someone had told me that, I would have been like, okay, I don't know what you've been drinking, but... But yeah, I know, like literally no idea. So, and and you're not dating yourself, at least with me, because the only reason I can make easy panucci frosting is because of Mrs. Disbro in my home ec class um, back in the day. I don't want to say when that was. We did take horse-drawn carriages to school, but I don't want to go any further back than that. Um, which, <laughs> I've read somewhere that you said you, that you realized you could no longer out outrun your happiness. And so you started to look for the things that made you happy. I often talk to people who say, I don't remember what it's like to be happy. I don't know what makes me happy. So how did you find out what made you happy? Yeah, well, so it was interesting because when I quit and then I got up in the morning and I was like, oh, well, what am I going to do now? Um, And then that that was a period of feeling really lost. Because I was so used to, you know, I had this full-time career and raising three kids and all the things that go with that. Um, and so people would say, well, you know, why don't you go away? Like, what do you like to do? What makes you happy? And I couldn't think of what made me happy. Now, of course, my family, you know, we're putting all that aside. But, like, really for my personal self, like, if you were to ask my husband, he'd be like, oh, I'll go play golf. Well, I didn't like golf or I'll go like at that point in time, like now there's so many things that my life is so expansive. I could be away every weekend, but at that moment, it was a really strange feeling to like think I really don't know like where I would go. So I, um, I didn't want to go to like we have, I'm on the East coast, like, a canyon ranch or I didn't want to go to one of these spas and then somebody said to me so that that in itself not knowing what really made you happy what really made me pause um but then I did go to um someone said you know there's a place called Omega and I they're having their annual um conference in New York City I'm right outside of New York City and you know why don't you try something like that? They have all these different speakers. And I thought, well, it's in a hotel. And like the worst thing that could happen is I hate it. And I just order room service. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's a win-win because, you know, I'll just be in a hotel and go shopping. Um, But that is actually when this whole um, metaphysical world, the world of energy and just all these people I never heard about it. That's when it all started to open up. And I was like, wow, I, who knew, who knew names like Marianne Williamson or Michael Beckwith or just 
a whole slew of people. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. So I, I didn't have to go shopping. I probably still ordered some service though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like you very much. Um, well, and the and sometimes it's the acquisition of stuff doesn't make us happy. It's more about opening up to kind of grasp new concepts. You know, when you make a big change like that, you're stepping out of a way of, um, you have one way of looking at things. This is what my life is like. This is how I take care of my kids. This is what I do for my job. And when you make a big change like that, it's like getting a new prescription for your glasses. The things are still around you and they're still that same, but everything looks different. And it sounds to me like that's kind of what Omega did for you. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a few things. Clearly, that was like, wow, my whole world just opened up because I felt, I was just amazed um, at one session after another. Um, And I also started, um, I started meditating. I started, I tried yoga. I was like, okay, people go to yoga. Um, But then that was really hard. And I, so I decided to take a private lesson and I ended up in something called Kundalini, which is now like a huge part of my life. Um, but so I would try different things. I read everything on, I would just read, I cleared out the Xbox room that my kids had and I bought him the meditation cushion and I like made a little altar and I was like reading everything. And I stepped back for a while from like my book groups and my, all my friends, because it was almost like an internal process. Like I I was becoming laser focused on anything that felt joyful in my body. And it was funny because we had, I, I had a holiday here and my niece came over and I, like anything, like a, a color in a magazine, I would just pull it out or a quote and I would scotch tape anything that brought me joy all over. <laughs> my niece came and she's like, you know, Auntie Ellen, there's something called Pinterest. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I, I guess it was, you know, I didn't know about Pinterest. So I just had, you looked everywhere and I just had anything that brought me joy. So there was a lot going on that I, from feeling lost, like, okay, like how am I going to, going to create this new life that feels really joyful? I, you know, had to get really laser focused on anything that I would just look at and it would shift my energy. Then, yeah, then going to Omega, there were all these really cool people that I was so interested in. And yeah, and then I did start meditating. I remember, you know, like getting to a minute was like a really big thing for me. Um, And then just like books would appear and fall off a shelf and I just started collecting all these books and reading them. Yeah. And what I didn't know, I really didn't know if I was creating a new life that would give me a lot of joy. But when I look back, I see, you know, like all the puzzle pieces were being formed. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. And my guest is Ellen Atkins. She is the founder of The Suburban Monk. And you can find out more about Ellen and her work at thesuburbanmonk.com. So what started the, what gave you the idea to create the suburban monk? What, what came first? So this is really funny, you know, being the accountant and, you know, I was type a five planets in Virgo. <laughs> like, I, I had an Excel sheet for like 
Hebrew school carpool, like who who drove, who got snacks on which, which what snack I wanted. Oh my gosh. And so you can only imagine, so in meditation, the name, the suburban monk came to me. And now, like I talk about like downloads, like I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't meditate back then. And I just loved it so much. It's, it's a really cool name, right? I love yeah. that, the suburban monk. And so I just knew then I, I'm going to create something with that name. So I went and I got the domain name and I got the LLC and it came in the mail on actually June 21st. I wasn't even into all the um, equinoxes and things like that. And my niece was living with us and I said, Jesse, I'm like, I have a real business. And she's like, oh, that's great. What's it going to do? And I said, I have no idea. So this is. <laughs> Started changing like it was so dramatic and so now I had the domain and I had the LLC and then I met somebody at a weekend and so she coached me for a little bit and I was writing down like things that just brought me joy and during that time of being laser focused on anything that brought me joy one of the things were these huge laughing monk statues and I would dress them up and I would duct tape, tape affirmations to them. Like they were all over the house. Like my kids said to my husband, like, should we be worried? <laughs> they were like, no, I don't know. She seems really happy. I mean, the, the, uh, the mailman, like he, I had a different outfit, like, like every week he was in the pictures I would take. I would, you know, there would be quotes. I'd send them to my friends for Halloween. I remember walking into this new store and he's like, Oh, how old are your kids? And I'm like, Oh no, look. And so they became like a real thing in our house. I had them outside in the garage and they would just crack me up. And so I don't, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to make my own statue because it was really hard to get clothes on them. <laughs> and I wanted to put a thumbs up because I love playfulness, I love humor and laughter, and I wanted to combine that with spirituality. Like, for me, it has to be fun. My husband goes to silent retreats, which is great, but I, I need to laugh, and I need to. So I still look back, and I'm like, really? Why did you think you could create a statue? But at that time, I just, the idea started flowing in, and I knew exactly how he would look. And, um, yeah, so that became, that became the jumping off point, uh, which was creating the statue, which is really more like energy. His name is Sid. And that really became the first part of the suburban monk. He's now like the mask. He is the well. He is the mascot, and he's he's why I fell in love with you before because I met Sid before I connected with you. And listeners, if you go to the suburbanmonk.com, you can see Sid in all his glory. You can also scrolling down my Facebook page, you will also see Sid because you'll see Sid sitting in the new office chair I built, or Sid coming to San Francisco with me, or there is a a kind of a a joyful uh, openness in Sid that I don't know if I've ever seen with anything else. Why is he so special? What do you, what is it that makes him so special? You know, I think it's bigger than us. I, I know this for a fact. And I believe 
um, when I first started manufacturing him, I knew nothing. Like really, you know, I we I found somebody to sculpt him, and I had all these pictures of how he should look. And then when we got to the end of that process and I said, okay, this is great. It took like nine months. I'm like, I'm declaring May 2nd Sid's birthday. And then he's like, okay, now you need somebody to make a mold for you. And really the first thing I thought of is they've been in my refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) I, so each step of the way was just um, like, what? And so um, somebody did me a favor. I think I ordered Eight, once the molds were done, I ordered 800, which was like nothing. But somebody was doing me a favor, and I was on the phone, and I'm like, "Why pay? I just don't know. They're not perfect. I just..." And I looked up, and I'm like, "Sid, if you want to be born, you need to help me." And I'm like, "I just don't know. I don't know how this is going to work." And we hung up, and in the morning, I think I woke up at four in the morning, and there was an email from. Uh, YP, and he said, Ellen, he said, you know, I've made million. I make millions of things. He said, I have to tell you, I've never been around an energy like this. You cannot give up. He has to be perfect, and I will keep working with you. So things like that would happen. I mean, he is really special. I'm, you know, I'm not just saying that. Um, I believe there's an energy and a a spirit in him and I didn't even want the name Sid. And I just, there's so many parts where it's just so funny. He's like, yeah, I got that. He's looking at me. He's like, yeah, I got that name. I know you didn't want. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know we only have a few minutes left together and I know a big part of the suburban monk is yes. Putting Sid out there and what just, just go on the website and there's Sid in all his glory grinning at you. And I especially love his feet. I don't know why, but the way he puts his little feet together at the heels um, for some reason gives me crazy joy. When you go to that website, you'll see Sid and you'll see there are malas on that site that are available for purchase. You're, the Suburban Monk also do, does a fair amount of giving back to the community and to communities around the world. Can you say a little bit about how what started with your search for your own happiness has now turned into a company that does so much giving to others. Yeah. Well, that was, that always needed to be a part for me to create a life that made sense. Giving back was always going to have to be a part of it. And, and so I would, you know, hook up like when um, I, uh, met somebody at the Susan Komen Foundation and we partnered um, for breast cancer that month. That just felt really right. Um, and then like another one, like especially the Valerie Fund with for, um, sick children and I got to gift them all a, a little Sid. Like it was, that's just a part of me. But what's really amazing now, like this summer we have a whole summer fundraiser and I've been able to bring all the people that have helped me on my journey, like healers and products, and they've donated like five thousand dollars in in offerings. And for five dollars, people can just bid on things. And we're helping um, the Samboro project, and um, we're, there's a, a little village in Samboro in Kenya, and for clean water. And 
um, empowering the women and it's and the pastoralist found, child foundation. I was drawing a blank for a second. So the the giving part, the giving back part has just like really blossomed and it's blossomed in a really fun way. And so it's, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's just awesome. How can people get more information about that summer fundraiser? Um, just go to the suburbanmonk.com and it's right there. Um, the suburbanmonk.com forward slash auction is will take you to the exact page but either way you can get there and like literally it's like all my all the best people and products i know that are yes for just a five dollar ticket okay that is awesome what would you say to people listening who are maybe listening to this on their lunch hour sitting at their desk thinking yeah sure ellen can do it of course she can do it i can't do anything like that i don't know what to do next what would you say to them Oh my gosh, if I could do it, there was nothing special about me. If I could do it, you can do it. Just don't like when you find that thing that causes so much passion in your body, it will happen. Like it will happen. Just don't give up. Start before you're you're ready. Um, And you don't have to quit your job like I did, but you know, that was my path and just it's, it really, if I could do it, you could do it. And you can create a life that makes sense and feels good. And it's really fun to live, which I was able to do. And that's wonderful. And having that kind of engagement, I think, with your own life path is something that only deepens then over the years. Sometimes those, what we call the normal life, do the same thing every day. You don't really want to, but you feel like you have to, has a feeling of kind of a narrowing of focus. But when you're doing something you love, even if you're not doing everything that you love, because it's real life, there's going to be right every once in a while, you're going to get a splinter or somebody will say a mean thing to you. But when you're doing something that you love and moving forward on that path, it expands and expands and expands and expands the way that you connect with spirit and the way that you connect with your own soul path, your own life path. And that to me, just listening to you feels like what you're doing with your work. Yeah, because, you know, being an accountant, there would be a day that I would have to retire. And this kind of life, you just, you never have to retire. There's always new things you want to learn and create. So it's a very expansive life. And if I didn't have the courage, I just can't believe I wouldn't have experienced all of this. I read on the website that um that you are maybe going to make some outfits for Sid and I am giddy about that in a way that I'm a little embarrassed to admit. Are you gonna make clothes for him, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I what I should say, because oh my gosh, we have really big news coming out. It it's just wild. And um so for people, but I can't announce yet, but for people if you want to sign up on the newsletter, um, it's just the suburbanmonk.com forward slash gift. You also will get 10% off anything you buy, and you will be the first to hear some pretty remarkable news. And so, yes, there are, there are clothes that will come out, but what I'm talking about is something really huge and magical. 
I can't wait for you to find out. Oh, I, okay. I can't, I can't wait. Oh, good. I can't wait either. And I won't have to. When I was little, I would take my Barbie dolls and make clothes for them out of like Kleenex. I'd color the Kleenex and then, you know, stick them over their pointy hands. I won't have to make Kleenex clothes for Sid, maybe, anymore. <laughs> Ellen, thank you so much for being on the show. What great fun to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. That is Ellen Atkins. She is the founder of The Suburban Monk. You can find out more about Ellen, about her work. You can see Sid in all his glory and the other beautiful products that they have on that site at thesuburbanmonk.com. If you go to thesuburbanmonk.com slash gift, you can get on their newsletter and get 10% off your first purchase on the site. So that's thesuburbanmonk.com slash gift gift. The summer fundraiser that she was talking about continues. I'm not sure what the end date of that is, but if you go to the suburbanmonk.com slash auction, you'll find out how your $5 gets you in the running for some pretty marvelous prizes and helps to give money to, to kind of give back the joy that the suburban monk brings you. You can help give some of that joy back to other places in the world. So all of that is at the suburbanmonk.com. And of course you're always welcome at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events and what's happening on this radio show. It's also a good place. If you're interested in booking a private intuitive session with me, that's where it all begins. Karenhager.com. And if you believe as I, I do that when we are working with that expanding perception, when we are focused on what makes the world better, what brings us more joy, when we focus on those things that it really does change the world. If you believe that, I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. When you do that, you'll be able to look at a ton. There's a ton of free guided meditations for you to stream, and you'll get information about the monthly free 15-minute guided meditation call that I run with my wife. And we open that up to people around the world who want to take 15 minutes every month to focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. All of that is at openpeacefulheart.com, and I hope you join us. Thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.